Verse two, come on. <laughs> this is what this wasn't the song that that uh that prevented the dude from like actually killing people, right? That wasn't the one that he had the re- the the throw up response to, right? It was uh Beethoven. No, no, no. He was a fan of Ludwig von Beethoven, and that's where he bangs the two. Oh, I'm two. sorry, <laughs> not the dog. My no, bad. <laughs> no, I uh, just thought it was really pretentious that you thought you're on a first name basis with uh, Beethoven. Last name basis? Yeah. What? This is in Korea. They don't mix their last names How and first names. How many symphonies have you done, Robert? It's Ludwig von Beethoven that you are. Right? I believe I've done seven. They're all cat-based. <laughs> sitting on them is not considered... <laughs> it music. is called a sin, sitting on them bee. That's what happens, right? Good recovery. Yep. <laughs> hey, it's another family dinner podcast. Uh, my name is Mario. Hey. And I'm a Luigi. <laughs> Finally, we're going to get down. To talk about the races, the Mario Kart races, we need to talk about it. Why, why does Yoshi keep beating us? He's got that extra special move. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> you don't, pl- you don't play enough Mario Kart. That's the problem. There was, there was a dirt track that my roommate constantly would skip over the wall, and he can only do it with Yoshi. I have no idea why. No, you can do that with any light-based class. That's your Toad, your Princess Peaches. I tried my damnedest, and I couldn't do any of that. Don't don't give me this, oh, well, any of these things will work, blah, 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 blah. Actually, I might be wrong. It might be the heavier classes you could do it with. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> God, cause I, I don't remember to, the stats at all of these guys. No, 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 no. This is a very sad part of my life where I know these things, right. such as... Like, you know, I went through nursing school. I learned a lot of stuff. It's all up there. But, like, really, like, good knowledge, good knowledge, uh, uh, like, <laughs> important knowledge, like, you know, where places are on maps and historical things are all flushed out. Because nurse, nurse, this guy was hidden by a blue turtle. <laughs> blue turtle, that means he was in first place. <laughs> Get him See, some star I stats. <laughs> no, that only helped him for, like, 15 <laughs> seconds. Robert, you're the worst Nintendo doctor ever. <laughs> That'd be great. He's just like, oh, I feel better. Da, 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 da. And he just walks out of there. No problem. It's an epinephrine <laughs> of the medical world. <laughs> I need you to put the star right between his chest, directly into his heart. <laughs> I've never done this before. <laughs> well, I'm not going to start doing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uma Thurman shows up on your kitchen floor. <laughs> out of her brain. And you have to give her a star. <laughs> To restart her heart. <laughs> oh, I, we're gonna look online and see that there's like 20 other people that have come up with this already. <laughs> Nobody comes up with any goddamn ghost videos, but they come that up we with can, that we can steal from. Yeah, that damn we can you. borrow. <laughs> yeah, we tried to do some quantum leap thing. I got to go out to a library which has library three shelves of Doctor Who. I don't think they sell berries at the library. Oh, they oh. library. Is that what that is? Yeah. Oh, what did I say? You said, um, <laughs> that book place. And then you drank. Hey, how'd you know then, I went to Greenwell Springs? <laughs> and then you drank from your moonshine jug. 
It's my porno moonshine drug. It has two, three X's on the side. Ooh. I do I it thought, on my shoulder. I just thought so there were some titties at the bottom of the jug. <laughs> yeah, like a cereal box. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get them titties. <laughs> it turns into a kaleidoscope. Like you look at it and you shine it up to the sun. No, the moon. It's called moonshine. What am I talking about? You shine it up to the moon. You see them titties. <laughs> Actually, like, a lot of engineering goes into that. What if, like, years in the future, like, <laughs> hillbilly technology is, like, the steampunk of the future. It's like, oh, we found another hillbilly artifact. We'll advance our technology by years. You know how, like, in all those old movies where, like, Aztecs had it right? And, right. Like, the sun hits just a certain way into a 3D map of the, the Aztec treasure or some jazz like that. <laughs> Hillbillies. <laughs> what the secret to eternal life is fucking my sister it was so close yet so far they knew well it looks like them future boys are up to no good again <laughs> what future boys yeah yeah instead of duke boys yeah, I was trying to think of something hillbilly-ish so the last name future is very right uh, and then their prophet took them to Beverly Hills <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. It's the place they want to be, so they loaded up that truck, and they moved to uh, California. It's not even like that. It's like some bard's tale in the future, which is kind of like, and let's tell the story of Jebediah. Is that what, like, Firefly is, come to think of it? Like, everything's in the future, but they have that weird uh, country soundtrack, like the blues country soundtrack with it, and everybody's Old West and... No, they, they but they but the guns go pew pew instead of like the bam bam bam. So well, that's right. So Robert, they're the ones that all their bu- all their guns shoot uh, chew chewing tobacco, and that's just them <laughs> spitting out pew pew. You didn't know that was like a reliable energy source. <laughs> just somebody going into like chewing tobacco. All the spittoons that we've been wasting and throwing out with the rest of the trash, you could use that to kill a man. <laughs> Or you can drop it off a building and stop out intruders. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it's if still, you're eight years old, sure. It still throws And don't me. feel like dealing with the law. It still throws me that whenever I watch uh, Firefly, that one of the guys that get eaten by the, the cannibal people, the raid, the, the oh, Avengers, yeah. yes. is, is uh, Dennis from uh, uh, Always Sunny. Right, he's he's the one that was going to start something. He's like, do you know what the, the definition of a hero is? Mm-hmm. And he throws out the gun, and then afterwards it's, take me with you! I want to hear all your clever quips! Ah, <laughs> this town is so boring! I can play a really douchey, charismatic guy. I'd fit right in! You don't need Jane anymore! Ah, ah. <laughs> Conk! <laughs> I had him imagine just like being dropped from like 500 feet, not not like the two feet because of the budget. That's just in my head. Oh, what, what got dropped? The oh, beat. No, yeah, the beat. Yes, the baba ooh mow mow got dropped. How dare they have it? And then they dropped it. And then everybody in the restaurant turned around to see what they saw. What the hell is that? Someone keep dropping the beat over there? I enjoy the idea of a uh, streetlight quartet dropping the beat. <laughs> get the brown note out there to get the beat dropped. Is that I the... knew a girl who loved me so. <laughs> That's what broke the Titanic. That that quartet that kept playing. You know that we can salvage this boat. 
I think they're, we're going to keep playing, though. We're going to drop that beat. Wah, crash. I like Breaks the boat it. right open. There was no iceberg. There was a beat <laughs> so fat that it, that it dropped the boat. The Titanic just simply wasn't built. There was stand internal vibrations. <laughs> we're going to see if we can get turned down. For what? <laughs> You're spelling the word wrong, Captain. I'm spelling it right, Crash. <laughs> That's in, why I go down with this boat. Him to me, Brown. Sounds by Dave Matthews. <laughs> You're uh, welcome. Well, he's a one-man band. I mean, he has everybody. He woke <laughs> up in the morning. Yeah, he'd go down with the ship by himself. Although, I think a loyal fan base would probably stick around to see him play. If he was on a cruise ship. Like, it was the... Dave Matthews cruise, mm-hmm. and it was going down. And he's like, "I'm gonna continue to keep playing," because that's how he normally talks. Is he talks just like he sings? <laughs> and he's like, "I need someone to play handbone on the side when I get this beat on my guitar." I feel like this is a annoy each other off. <laughs> Don't want to be nowhere near Dave Matthews. Hey, by the well, way, what do you... I, I, I li- used to live uh, off LSU campus, and my roommate, who's actually still one of my best friends, is still to this day obsessed with Dave Matthews. And I've just never wrapped my head around it. Like I was like, am I missing? It's kind of like Lord <laughs> of the Rings. Right. I'm, I'm going to rewatch it. I'm going to rewatch the, the nine hours or whatever, or anything like that. But like so many people are like huge fan base, and they're just so into it, and they're willing to sit three hours down and marvel at it. I'm just like, did I miss something? The first part? was was was. There are you equating Dave, Dave Matthews, Matthews to Lord of the Rings? I'm equating their fans because they speak of it like it's the gods. Like, <sighs> hey, have you heard of Dave Matthews? I want you to read this pamphlet real quick. I'm gonna have to at least separate this because music is completely different from movies. When someone's obsessed, no, because <laughs> when someone is obsessed with movies, they don't watch nothing but that movie, and that's all they talk about. They'll watch it a lot, but they'll watch other things. When it comes to music, that is all they listen to. No, see, when it comes to bands like Dave Matthews, I've hurt your feelings. When it comes to Rush, <laughs> I'm sorry. When it comes to Tool, I'm sorry that I have labeled movie fanatics, and you, you and your people are hurt. There will be a treaty package in the mail, <laughs> and we will mend these bonds between our people. Now, you can't say the person that loves Dave Matthews only listens to Dave Matthews. Yes, they listen to a god awful mind. It's for the CD they have in their car. Uh-huh. There's other music that they listen to, not, but they don't hold it in the same respect that they do for dave matthews i i don't see your correlation here at all you're man. too close to it <laughs> you're too close let's see movie poster we movie need... poster movie poster and they're not robert, all the same poster robert, thank you robert, where's your music poster <laughs> i don't i don't see it. i have uh a couple <laughs> soundtracks to the movies don't count <laughs> Damn! Damn! What I went to that concert for Lord of the Rings. What are you talking about? <laughs> it was at a movie theater. I feel like there's a there's a huge level of joking and friendship here, but deep down, I feel like you feel like this is an intervention. Like, there's walls up around Robert right now. He's like, no, I will never go to the dark side of music people. <laughs> All I'm saying is, for those two distinct, different kind of almost like Jimmy Buffett people, like they, 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 they. I'm not saying you are. I'm not saying (laughs) (laughs) just Mr. Ral, tear down those walls. What I'm saying is, you know how you have Star Trek people, and they are all about Star Trek. Okay, that's that is that I do agree with. I wouldn't call it just 
they a get movie Star- thing, yeah, but it is... St- well, but that's the thing. Lord of the Rings... I guess, yeah, you had the books and everything that go with it, so... <laughs> I didn't account that into it, but the, that's the thing. I like. I want to be, you know, more accepting of this big uh, tower. But, but your thing, your thing has always been video games, though, right? You would say that you're obsessed more. Like, if you were to put a piece of entertainment down, like, it, and be like, that is the only thing that you will ever deal with ever again. You could it be movies, music, anything else. It's going to mm-hmm. be video games, right? Correct. Yeah. Now I'm. Not- I feel, I feel like we're talking about the same thing, but we're not talking about the same thing. See, while Robert plays with his cat, and by plays with it, this man hates his cats. Now, he doesn't really just sit on them. He's flung them around. <laughs> He's used them for promo videos for his character group, or attacked him in the face when you were uh, a what wrestler. Oh, you were one of the 12 people that saw that. Sweet. <laughs> no, you were that was a That you was a... Um, yeah, no the, no, the idea behind it is I wanted to start a comedy duo where it was called Milo and Odin. And I was Milo, and and the other dude was Odin. Yeah, he was Odin. He was uh, the the Norse god Odin. Now, what a lot of people don't know is they broke a lot of Odin's legs during production of that. Yeah. <laughs> they went through a lot of different Odins. This was a, a couple years ago, and it was going to be for my show, and I and and he and he canceled at the last minute. And what irked me the most about this whole thing is I had a great sketch plan where we we were going to reenact Fast and Furious Five. Or might have been in Fast and Furious Six at the time because I said I got the script for Fast and Furious Six and we're going to do a scene from it. Like not and and it was all just a big joke. So one of us will be playing Tracy Chapman. That was it because she sang Fast Car. <laughs> and there's, that, and there's the payoff, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, the, it, it was a horrible payoff. And I and I said, well, I you're, you're going to be doing this. Like I I need you to be. I think he was going to be Vin Diesel. I don't remember which one, but but we were going to and and then. I was like, fuck it, I'll just do it by myself. So it eventually became a one-man play of me mm. running around stage, both parts. Mm. I eventually turned it into three whenever I did the follow-up where Terrence Trent Darby shows up. <laughs> yeah, all the as, as I put it, all the sweet sounds of the 90s came to this yeah. thing. So, But, but uh, yeah, that, that was a, we did a couple of promo shots because we were, and we even like did a video, like uh, some pictures and stuff, and I got really irked after that because he's like, "No, nah, I'm not going to do it." <laughs> like, Done. After, yeah, yeah, but but I'm eh, yeah. At that point, I was like, "All right, fine," but yeah. Now they're, to go they're back, still on YouTube. Now to go back to our argument where we're yelling at you. Now I still don't. I don't <laughs> consider you one of these people, which is which kind of is like why I'm a little thrilled that you're so defensive here. I'm saying for those fanatics, like the Lord of the Ring fanatics, the the Star Wars. Now that's something I can get behind. I can see the magic. I can see the the <laughs> culture behind it. And okay, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Being serious. Just a quick little fuck you. To Ro- Hi there, Casey Kasem here. Here's a little ditty that goes out to Robert Ralph. Fuck you from Diva Vitrano. He got my message. <laughs> no, no, it was fuck you to you, Dick. Where am I? I'm lost. <laughs> Batman, are you out there? It's me, Shaggy. <laughs> I have Alzheimer's and I don't know where the fuck I am. All right, we need Casey. Uh, we don't need you to change your voice. Yeah. You're going to be the H. John Benjamin of the 70s. Anything that you do, it's going to be that same voice that you're using for all your characters. Brendan, right. Brendan, come here, Brendan. We need for you to be, okay, let's try a couple of them here. Okay. Be Jabberjaw. Uh, whoop, bub, bub, bub. Right. Hey, uh, we're under the ocean and we're solving mysteries. Perfect. I like that. Now I need for you to be, uh, uh, jeez, I'm, I'm trying to think of another one. Uh, I need for you to be, uh, uh, let's say Fred Flintstone. Let's see what you, let's hear Fred Flintstone. Yeah, but do. 
Wilma, get this darn dog slash dinosaur out of the house. I don't care if it's a living, but no, it is a living. Everybody's working for the weekend. Coming up next. <laughs> Perfect. Cut, print. We're going to hire you for life. Just every voice is Casey Kasem. Yeah, it's pretty much. And this comes from little Samantha. <laughs> Hi there, Samantha. My dog, Scooby, likes zoinks. <laughs> like zoinks, Scoob. <laughs> Yeah, I guess he did a little bit differently. But. Well, I mean, he kind of he kind of changed it for uh, Shaggy, but uh, Batman, he was just, just like, "Holy hopping hippos, Batman!" <laughs> Let's see if we can't find out this little clue from 1984. <laughs> yeah, we got a little do do do. Ah, sweet Bowser's here from Shauna. Can you be the Riddler, Bowser? Let's hear your Let's hear your Riddler. Come on. I don't know how do you do a Riddler. You just you just sound intellectual. You yeah. talk fast. I mean, and, and, well, it's the answer to everything is. Do, 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 <laughs> is that what Riddler? Who are you reading through? <laughs> Riddle me this, bet. I mean, all I right. So you're this. still trying to say that I'm not obsessive. You're as not okay. Okay, if you let me finish the goddamn point before you send me down a tangent. <laughs> Because I will go. a serious voice I will go down the I will take, this is me taking you seriously now. Mmm, <laughs> what's prestigious? I'll follow. Uh, the super fans is, I get some of them, I don't get the other ones, because Star Wars, don't, fuck, fuck, don't sit on it, just leave it over there. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I fucking beg you! No. Quit doing that! I'm sorry, Robert, I come to your house hungry. <laughs> you always have sodas in the fridge, I just figure there's food. Uh Robert's right. cat now looks like a beaten child. This is what uh, the Family Dinner Podcast is about. Robert <laughs> going off mic to feed his cat. Thanks, all 12 of you. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. We gained some ones. Yay, sweet. <laughs> uh, Jesus, I've tried to make this point four times. Fuck it. Moving <laughs> on. No, you're... What else are we going to talk about? Continue with this point. Ah! <laughs> Do I have the shiny now? <laughs> What the balls just happened? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, well, apparently my earbuds got too close to the microphone. I feel like God just came down with a spritz bottle <laughs> and just went, no, no, don't piddle on the carpet. I am a jar and defensive. I don't know. <laughs> no, okay. I'll finish the point for you. No, I'll finish this goddamn thing. I finish when I start. Basically, what I'm saying is there's certain things that I know people are really hardcore into, and I get Star Wars. I see the, the magic. I see the universe. I see all that stuff. Then I see Jimmy Buffett fans, and then I see Lord of the Rings fans, and I want to get it. I can be like, that isn't my cup of tea, but I get it. I don't get it. I feel like I missed something. I feel like there is a scene that I went to the bathroom for and that blew everybody's minds, and then when I came back, I'm like, what? 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 Uh, they're, they're still talking about peace treaties. Like, what, what did I miss? What did I miss? I understand. I understand your thought about this, but I think it's more than just the movie itself. It's more than just uh, dealing with a great movie and watching it. It's the entire experience. It's uh, putting something that they've cherished for their entire lives. When it comes to Lord of the Rings, now they've had this book for years, and mm-hmm. people have said this is the book that can never be made into a movie. And then someone finally does it. He does it right. He does it in three separate movies, where it could have been two. At one time it was supposed to be two, but he made it three, he made it long, he made it longer, and everybody's like, oh, we want more, we want more. Mm. And it was it was a magical moment. It was a way to get that movie put into 
a, a version that they can enjoy for the rest of their lives and feel like it's the definitive version. Like, no one's going to be asking for another Lord of the Rings in 30 years. I guess. I can, I can see, like, the, the happiness with the translation of film could be the thing that people are like, oh, fuck, yeah. But, by the way, have you seen that there's been a fan edit where it's gotten all three of the trilogy down to three hours? That's The Hobbit. Oh, they did the th- Hobbit down the The Hobbit hours? is, that's opposite. The Hobbit is not as good because he took a book that was about 200 pages and turned it into three movies. Mm. That's different. <laughs> now, hold on, but didn't, didn't... I'm not saying anything bad. Cause like, I, know they did com- a, I know they did a fan edit of Star Wars that broke it down. Correct. That's what he did for the prequels. And they never did one for Speci- Lord of the Rings? No. Specifically, yeah. Topher Grace did it. That was weird. That- <laughs> I know. Like, oh, God. Like, seriously. Okay. Late... People of the world. It's like if Frankie Muniz, for some reason, like, oh, we haven't heard from you in a while. (laughs) Yeah, I used to watch you a lot. This is unfortunate, because, okay, people of the world, hear me now. Topher Grace needs a second shot. I don't know how or when or what his deal is. He's an interstellar. It's it's not like he isn't in things. He's just not in, he's not the star of anything anymore. Yeah, so good. Use interstellar as a launching point to make him relevant again, because he got shafted so hard in Spider-Man 3. Yeah. So hard. Like, he was one of those few, like, geeky actors that's like, I read the Spider-Man comics. This is, like, they're paying me money. That's nice. I get to be in a Spider-Man movie. That's amazing. I can tell you about the origins of Venom and all that kind of stuff. And then he got put in the worst that's a That's movie. a weird hypothetical. Well, it's not that. He, he I wouldn't say Spider-Man 3 is the worst Spider-Man movie. And... Oof. No, because there's... You think the Amazing Spider-Mans are any better? Which, well, that's the new one. The, that's the, still the, a Spider-Man movie. No, 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 no. But I'm saying this. I haven't seen any of the new ones. With Jamie, <laughs> Jamie Foxx and all that kind yeah, of Yeah, Jamie Foxx is Spider-Man. <laughs> Shocker. He's, he's Ray Charles as Spider-Man. <laughs> and he adopts a little girl. <laughs> he's, he's Ray Charles as Daredevil as Spider-Man. <laughs> right. And he gets, um, uh, his wife gets uh, put into slavery, so he's got to go to a, his plantation mm-hmm. and take care of her. I'm following you. Yeah. Million then, dollar idea. Keep right. going. <laughs> And then he plays a violin. Right. Yeah. Or a cello. I got two webs, bitch. Yep. Keep it going. <laughs> plays a cello. Was oh, the is that Robert, the... D- Robert Downey Jr.? He's the homeless guy. Okay. And... Sure. Why didn't you say Shanene? That would have been better. From In Living Color. Because <laughs> I thought we were doing a pile <laughs> one. I didn't, know you were... I didn't know my thing was going to stop you dead in the tracks. <laughs> I was adding bits and pieces while you... Like, basically... Yeah. It's basically whenever you play the uh, uh, the Seth Rogen game with uh, uh, Douglas movies. Yeah, right? it is. But you're aiming at like the 12th thing on the Family Feud list of name a Jamie Foxx movie. Mm-hmm. Do you even know the name of that thing? The Soloist is that yeah. what it was called? I think it might have been the Soloist. Yeah. So so you're you're hitting like all the major stuff yep. that he was in. You know, Ray Ray. Django and Chain. Well, the thing is, we were doing a back and forth, so I was going to let you take out the big pieces. I, I totally want to do this on stage. I want to. I want to see like this broken down, like well, us just in this, a scene. This was cooperative. This was cooperative stuff throwing again. This wasn't like me versus you, because me versus you would be take out the biggest pieces and hold yeah. the ace up your sleeve for whenever you're like towards the end. Right now, cooperative is somebody takes out the big chunks, and while they're easily listing off big chunks, you're thinking back and you're taking the little deeper cuts here and there and peppering them through. Okay. So this person has more time to think while this one's taking out the bigger chunks. Oh my god, I just explained comedy. Yeah. <laughs> and so Spider Man drives <laughs> Tom Cruise around where he's going around. Don't let it go. People. Don't let it go. Keep it going. <laughs> oh, I almost did it again. Shit. <laughs> I lean forward when I laugh. I am scared to death of that sound coming back again. I 
feel like I got hit by a rolled up intergalactic newspaper, and I just don't want to pedal the carpet again. All right. Now, now the reason I don't equate Lord of the Rings fans the same way that I would say Dave Matthews fans is there's now I'll admit when it comes to Lord of the Rings, there are events that people will say, "Oh, I got to pay hundreds of dollars to hang around other people that like Lord of the Rings and dress up as Lord of the Rings." That that is kind of what it is. Yeah. But the problem with Dave Matthews fans, and you, you for some reason think otherwise, that is all they listen to. It's the same thing with anybody that's really big into that. They're big enough into it to where you don't like it anymore because that's all they talk about. That's never happened to you? Like, I had a friend that was really into the Strokes. And I'm not, and there's nothing wrong with that band. There's absolutely nothing wrong with the band, but they kept talking about it. And at one point, I just said, God damn it, I hate this band now. I just, it's kind of like whenever I hang out with people, I don't bring up sports, I don't bring up politics, and I don't really bring up music. Those are just three things I have nothing to add to. Besides when I'm doing sports corner, the, the <laughs> official. Oh, God. That oh, that's going to be so much fun. <laughs> that night slits. <laughs> oh, geez. That's being added to the February 6th show, by the way. We're going to have <laughs> David Sports Corner. By the way, I'm just going to let Robert Rowell know this, and nobody, everybody else <laughs> listening to this is going to, whatever. <laughs> We will never recapture that moment again. <laughs> no, of course that, that, not. That was the highlight that we're all going to go like, it was so great then, and then I'm going to be forced <laughs> on stage <laughs> to flounder like, <laughs> like, a stir, like a certain open mic comedian. <laughs> <laughs> and it will be fantastic. For Robert Rao, who will be laughing on the sidelines, much like during our Labyrinth thing, when I got the wrong musical cue <laughs> and walked out the I stage. think enough people know that now. Like, we've told that story so many times that people are well aware that you ask James, you're like, oh, totally play Starman. So I've got this. For our Labyrinth movie uh, uh, production that we did at the Manship, uh, one of the breaks that we did was Improperetta, but we used David Bowie songs. So I Just was, be glad he didn't start playing House of the Rising Sun, because he could have totally done that, too. <laughs> so we had both Brian Gorey and Jim Teague on playing guitars, and I was on, before I walked on the stage, it was a scene about this guy's car broke down. I wanted them to play Starman, because I was going to be like Carman, or you know something like that, and I, was, I had it all built up in my head, Starman. And so I go, hey, play Starman. And they give me the nod. I walk out there. And then you got it, sudden, boss. <laughs> so I'm going out there. I haven't Pre-set up is going to be great, and then dum 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 dum. They start playing under pressure. I turn around and I shoot apparently the ugliest look anybody off stage has ever seen. I just look up because I specifically remember projecting all of my hate at Jim the Anvil. Right. No, well, that's the way stories become because that that's what makes it interesting. I one of the first houses I lived at was a place off of uh, Clay Cut. It, it was a street called Florence, and it was an old World War II-type house. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I had in my head that I was going to park my car inside the, the gate at night because I felt like nobody... I don't want anybody to steal my Mazda 626, you know, I, for some reason. I don't know why that was in my head. Like I, it went, went, I had maybe two inches on either side of the of the rearview mirrors as I left. So I had to constantly look out both ways. And I did this for a good month without hitting anything. And while I was looking, not just, it wasn't a, oh, I wasn't looking that day. I, I, I looked, it took off my left mirror. 
And my roommate said the house shook when it happened. Like, he could feel it. And I said, did you hear, like, a, a flurry of swear words afterwards where I just was like, motherfucking piece of shit. He's like, yeah, no, I didn't. But that that's that's now in the story where he, See, um... he now says, I felt the house shake, and then I heard nothing but swear words coming out of Robert. <laughs> I like to think that your unbridled rage is what shook the house. Yeah. <laughs> His anger, <laughs> foaming from within him, came forward and shook the very foundation of that World War. And I'm going to refer to it as the World War II house. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there you go. That, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> it fought in World War II. <laughs> There's a giant purple heart on the door. <laughs> it was on the beach in Normandy. <laughs> it was like a really good location, too. <laughs> I know. Okay, so that just reminds me of how Caligula appointed a horse as senator. Right. And for some reason, I really want to do a there. sketch or a scene about like just opening up on a political trail. And it's right. just about the hardships of a horse running as senator, like his campaign and everything. Like yeah. That. Just kind of like, a primary colors, but for horses. No, but it's not like he just got handed. Like he's working really hard as a horse to yeah. maintain his, like, his position as senator. Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, that's what I was putting. I was. I think that it could do better as like an air bud in my head. Where where it's like, well, nobody wants to run for Senate, and then and then they just notice this horse like leading out like everybody in something. Mm-hmm. We're like, hey, this this horse is a natural leader. We should have him as our guy. We should back him. Like there should be people that 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 believe in him enough mm-hmm. that he that he's the horse, not not somebody that had to get everybody to like him. You're never going to get that with a horse. See, I don't know what's better, like a, a anthropomorphic horse that, like, all of a sudden, since his responsibility is put upon him, comes like starts speaking and starts handling business, or a real like real horse that, like, with his teeth drops paperwork and documentation onto a <laughs> desk and just standing behind a podium, and then it's like, "What are your thoughts about higher taxes?" <laughs> <laughs> like, just but legitimately giving it a try, right? And then it's a chicken then, boo with horse. I, I know, much. I know what it is. And then pretty much he reruns and he loses. And there's a horse with like a whiskey next to him, <laughs> giving a concession speech. Well, he'd have a feed bag with whiskey in it. Is what he what he'd have. He wouldn't have. He, you can't expect that horse unless he had like a magnet in his. It wouldn't hoof. even be lined with plastic. There'd just be whiskey dripping out of the bottom of a feed right. bag. He'd right. get none of it. <laughs> That's how it works. Poor horse. <laughs> He'd only be smelling whiskey fumes. But he had six good years. Why, why is he so angry? I know he didn't get reelected, but you can't. You can't fall no, politics at the he time. He has no more campaigns to run. Right. <laughs> why are you waving at the horse so weirdly? <laughs> Massaging. <laughs> Which is what you do to horses. Everybody knows that before a race. You give it a good massage. That'd be great if that's what they like the jockeys did on top of a horse while it raced. Like, all right, I'm gonna get your midsection here. Yeah, got a lot of pressure. All right, we're making a left a little bit. There we go. Do they actually have to steer them, or is it just like? <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure a horse doesn't want to run into the. Well, I guess. Oh, okay. It's not that. <laughs> It's not that they're stupid enough to where they they do have to keep them on a straight path, but more importantly, uh, you have to know the pace your horse is going to run. Like you don't maybe this horse is really good. Like right out of the gate, in, maybe it, in, maybe it runs faster at the end. May, you in, in horse racing, do you cut in front of others or do you stay in your lane? Oh no! It it immediately there's no lanes for it because that would be like track and field. They'd have to 
they'd have they to, to make stagger it. Them, yeah. yeah, they'd have to stagger it. No, no, they all get at, go out at once in the same length. So they all try to race toward the side. That's why it usually doesn't like maybe it's two ho- two or three horses mm-hmm. uh, in width, but it's mainly all against the rails because they're all trying to run a certain pace. I grew up in like in Louisville. I know this stuff. Okay, <laughs> don't look at me weird on this. This isn't Dave Matthews. It's not rocket science. Okay. Why do people? Why does it, it say Jeffrey Rao? <laughs> oh no, the mobsters are going to come for me for all the bidding I used to do with horses. <laughs> My uncle owned a horse at one point too. Uh, I know this is weird bringing up. I I feel like this podcast is like a Slumdog Millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> so Robert, what horse is gonna win? My uncle owned a sea biscuit. <laughs> Actually, it's B Siskit, which was eh, that was a horrible idea. A B what? A B Siskit? <laughs> yeah, B Siskit. A B plus for effort. <laughs> That is like that is working at your dyslexia. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I'm trying to have a serious discussion about horses with oh, you. Oh, how does it feel? I'm gonna feed your cat. <laughs> I don't know why I turn into an octopus when I do. That. She ain't doing anything. Just let her be. <laughs> Aren't you hungry? <laughs> she probably is. <laughs> That whore. Cat toy. <laughs> no! Why are you doing that? <laughs> I think we've properly fallen off the rails. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Let's talk about upcoming events. Now, every Sunday, we actually have a class that you can go to if you want to uh, dig around with us for about an hour. Uh, we, we, we actually kind of want to give some sort of... Uh, we want to give back to the community. Yeah. I don't know why I said give. We want to make this a a cohesive sort of class where it's not just us talking about this and why we're so good because that's all we know how to do about it is talk about it. We actually want to try to teach someone about improv in, I guess, about an hour. I don't. I I think it helps if you want to just be able to talk, have like a normal conversation. It feels like if you even a, a little bit introverted. It's not necessarily like if you want to be on stage, but it definitely helps you yeah. when it comes to public presentations. And I will say, like, we want to do what you want to do. Yeah. If, if, if you want to talk improv theory, I will gladly sit down for an hour and a half and talk about the ins and outs and what I've come to experience and things like that. But I just find a lot of Jeez, people... Jeez, if we that, only had an outlet for something like that. Uh, if we don't waste it on other stupid shit, like Dave Matthews for... 30 fucking minutes, which is what we've done. Bitch. Uh, bitch. <laughs> bitch, I talk about other things. I tried. I started and stopped three times while you, while you were pussy whipped over there. <laughs> so if you want to point fingers, it has four paws and your undivided attention. Now, I was saying, if you want to talk about improv, I will gladly talk about improv. If you want to jump into scenes, we'll gladly run through scenes. Heck, if you even feel like you might want to try the the movie spoofing aspect of it, let us know in advance. We'll set up a Sunday where we kind of just talk about our thoughts on movie riffing and maybe just... Maybe we'll just do shorts or something like that. What's weird is everybody that's gone to these things, I don't think has ever seen us perform. 
that we keep trying to get people out to see us and show them what we do, mm-hmm. but they, they seem very apprehensive about that, even when we give them free passes to go see it. I think those people that we gave the free passes to didn't even bother showing up, which is <laughs> weird. I, I don't know how to think about this. I really don't. Look, if you're a comedian, don't come to this. I don't want anything to do with you. But everybody else, <laughs> what's wrong with you? Come on, guys. Just come on out. I, and I, I think a lot of people aren't uh, familiar enough with improv and want to try to get a better idea. I think it's changed, especially over the past 10 years, mm-hmm. what people think about what exactly improv is. And maybe it's lost whatever the initial purpose of it where it just feels like people have their own offshoots. I will say the weird thing about improv right now, and I, I definitely agree that it's at a weird junction, is that um, people who know nothing about improv know whose lines it is anyway. Yes. And that's, that's what they think. People who know a little bit about improv think it's all long-form, Del Close, uh, a herald. Right. And so it's whenever, like, you know, we do short-form, but we try to are working towards a little bit more long-form right now. Yes. Anybody that's like has a passion for improv and comes to us, they get disappointed because they want to work on more in long form. People who come to us and then we talk about like building, you know, a scene and stuff like that. They're like, I don't want to build a scene. I want to learn how to play ding. <laughs> so <laughs> it's that weird trying to find. Who says that? <laughs> <laughs> I can list five people. <laughs> No, it's cool. I like I like seeing people out there, but it feels like the people that I expect to see out there aren't the people that we get. Mm-hmm. They're and, too busy listening to Dave Matthews. Yeah, they're too busy <laughs> watching Lord of the Rings, making fan edits to make it down to three hours for some reason. I just know I watch Lord of the Rings and eat a cheeseburger in paradise. Those are just <laughs> things I love doing together. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totes. Uh, so we've got that. Robert, we we have our Robert actual... Totes. Totes my goats. Yeah, thank you. Okay, keep All right. <laughs> We have, on February 6th, we actually have an improv show that we're going to do on Friday. Whoop, whoop. 7.30. That's right. My fellow juggalo, whoop, whoop. Did you know that's what they say? (laughs) No, now I feel dirty. (laughs) I want nothing. We have a juggalo couple that has, like, two children that come into the hospital every once in a while. Right. They're insufferable. They are insufferable. (laughs) They are just as bad as Dave Matthews fans, aren't they? (laughs) I will hurt you. I don't even like the like, and that is a slight. like the clown music. <laughs> Put my face paint on when I juggle. Got a pie full of whipped cream. <laughs> Gonna drink that bago down and say honk 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 honk. <laughs> Honk, 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 seltzer to the face. God. <laughs> Mr. Jingles, you like your juggalo too? <laughs> Magnets, what are they for? <laughs> <laughs> Don't understand no man and he's Sam. And then on February 13th, <laughs> this is the longest promo that we've done for this. On February 13th, we're going to be making fun of the movie Ghost. Ghost. <laughs> the scariest romantic film that you have ever seen. I think we should save the script and redo this back in October. (laughs) (laughs) And just really hype it. If we could could somehow get an early copy of Fifty Shades of Grey, (laughs) and then we could do that instead, like the day gets released, that would be awesome. (laughs) Did you hear they had to cut? Fantastic. Now, I know other than what what, uh, Mike does for a stand-up to explain Fifty Shades of Grey, that's that's all I know about that movie. But... 
But uh, I saw an article Man, recently. I love watching Mike Honore trailers. <laughs> I do too. I wait every week. <laughs> for, you know, just break down the, the next lineup of spring blockbusters. Man, what's wrong with you white people? That's horrible. <laughs> Why are you making me watch this? Now I'm going to do trivia about Saved by the Bell. What's wrong with you guys? Don't you watch anything normal? <laughs> I do need to come out and watch Mike do trivia one day. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I really think I do. I really think, and then I'm going to write the most hateful things on the slips of paper <laughs> all night long. And it's going to just be, like, just terrible. Do not- the next one, I think, is Say by the Bell, do nothing but Seinfeld answers and see what happens. <laughs> Soup Nazi. <laughs> when does he do it? I'm not sure. I don't think they have a date yet, but that that's what they were talking about the next movie or the next TV show they're doing. Robert, is it great that I don't come out to support my friends unless it's the fuck with them <laughs> for a good two-hour period? Yeah, of course. That's what we're for. <laughs> He's like, finally, my friends have showed up. Hi, for Oh, fuck you guys. <laughs> Well, you won the, didn't you uh, win a poster last time you came out to uh, open mic? <laughs> yeah, because they gave six answers for <laughs> the well, worst combination. Uh, I'm, I'm almost giving up on that game because I, all the answers I'm getting are, are just utter crap. I, I, I fill it with like three or four answers to, to make it a little – I know this is weird to say. But, yeah, I, I kind of cook the books a little. But mm-hmm. I always – I never make it in the finals. And so what I, I like, I feel like I need to give people examples because the ones that they give are uh, like Come Dumpster, cheaper beer. Yeah. The, the last one I did was, uh, can you name something that that's good that happened to you while drunk as opposed to bad? Like how getting drunk, usually you wreck a car, you, you lose all your money, yeah. you, you accidentally get a girl pregnant. Name something positive that's happened about being drunk. And I mentioned my story is I steal shoes. And I stole a pair of bowling shoes mm. one time. So now when I go to bowling alleys, I just I don't have to rent shoes anymore, and it saved me hundreds of dollars. Apparently, you're like a, a drunk savant when it comes to cat burglary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's going to be a movie where it's just like you're pounding beers. Like, he's the best in the business. Should he be drinking that much? That's his method. <laughs> <laughs> and then it becomes a Mr. Magoo slash Baby's Day Out where yeah. you just stumble and like, you drunken walk through Laserfield. <laughs> like, the Declaration of, Pen- of Independence are in those Doc Martens. <laughs> He's like, going to get it. <laughs> like Selma Hayek bending underneath uh, lasers. Ooh, yeah. I'll take Selma Hayek over uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones uh, any Zeta-Jones, day. Zeta-Jones, that's no, right. But I, no, I like your version better. Her boobs would get in the way more than Catherine That's Zeta-Jones. true. <laughs> God, she's like 46 too and she's still smoking hot. Hike? It doesn't matter. Her boobs. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I don't care what her name was. The name of them titties. <laughs> it's that empty guitar case that she has for tits. <laughs> that's the that's the fan edit I'm doing of Desperado. <laughs> He opens up the case and look in it, and it's nothing but Salma Hayek pictures of her nude. <laughs> like, what? Man, later, this movie want to have sex with her? Yeah, I want to look at that scene. <laughs> I'm gonna stick, you know, like the Stevie Shemmy scenes, nothing but Salma Hayek instead. He's just talking to him. That's what he does. He just pulls up pictures of Stevie Shemmy to last longer. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> oh, Mr. Pink, Mr. Pink, Mr. Pink. <laughs> All right, so that that's enough. Um, anything else? You want anything? No, we're good. So back to video games. Is there a Dave Matthews eight bit? 
thing on Super Mario Brothers? No? Probably is. Guess what's going in front of and behind this particular episode? <laughs> no! <laughs> no! He like... eats up both mushrooms, comes up real big and gets a raccoon tail. Drinking bottles of Fayo. <laughs> he juggles knives and then he gets crazy. Loves himself a princess. <laughs> Goes to castles in order to find her. Gotta ride a Yoshi. <laughs> Hit the block of mushroom and comes out. <laughs> For another family dinner podcast, my name is Robert Rowell. And still enthralled with the idea of Juggalo Dave Matthews is David Petretto. <laughs> Good night, guys. Dicks. I I, I kind of wanted to give you a dicks cookie cake. No, no, that's not gonna work anymore. I, wanted to. <laughs> no. I turned it down a little bit. I think that was the thing.